So the Mother Daughter Disney Podcast is so great to be back already with our next podcast episode. Today we are going to be doing some more Disney history. So last year we did an episode where we both talked about our top things that we missed from Disney's past. And when we were doing that episode, we had a lot of fun and we thought it'd be fun to dive into deeper of some of the things that we missed from Disney's past. And one of the things that I talked about was Disney Quest. Mm -hmm. So in our first installment of this type of series, we did Pleasure Island and now we'll do Disney Quest. So I will put my sources in the description below. I learned so much about Disney Quest that I had no idea. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so we did go to Disney. I went to Disney Quest once and my brother really loved Disney Quest. Mm -hmm. He went a couple times. Right? He went back. Yes. Yeah. When he was older, he can go back in by himself. He went in by yeah, himself. So he went a few more times than I did. And I was just mm -hmm. telling my mom, I, I sadly don't have many memories of Disney Quest when we were there. I will talk about the few memories I do have when we were mm -hmm. in Disney Quest. But for the most part, I think I was a bit young when we went. So a lot of it has kind of faded over time. Right. But I do have a few distinct memories though. So we did go to Disney Quest. I do remember seeing Disney Quest obviously in down in when it is now Disney Springs. Mm -hmm. We'll just jump right into it. A lot of interesting things going on with okay. Disney Quest. So some background, Disney Quest was a chain of indoor interactive theme parks operated by the Disney Regional Entertainment subsidiary of Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. The Disney Regional Entertainment no longer exists, has been absorbed fully into Walt Disney Parks and Resorts. The project was designed for the Disney brand to reach populations that may not have had the chance to travel to the theme park in like Walt Disney World or in Disneyland. And it was meant to target large cities and urban areas. Sega had tested these types of entertainment centers in Japan and they were relatively successful. And at the time of when this was opening in the 90s, places like Dave and Buster's were also being quite successful. Mm -hmm. So Disney kind of had the idea that maybe this could be successful too. Had the project continued, Disney had plans to, to construct locations in many other major cities like, like Philadelphia and Baltimore. However, only two locations were ever built. The one in Walt Disney World in Disney Springs and a much shorter lived one in Chicago, Illinois. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's jump through the overall history. So again, I may be missing things. Again, I'm taking this from sources. Mm -hmm. So, you know, take okay. this for what you will, for what you care. All right, opening on June 19th, 1998, it was part of a major expansion of downtown Disney. And again, now today, this is Disney Springs on the downtown Disney West Side. At the time in the 90s, virtual reality was becoming more and more popular and something that people were quite interested in, like the virtual reality games. Disney did very little marketing for Disney Quest, despite it, despite that this project was the flagship project for the Disney Regional Entertainment subsidiary. There wasn't much for it. There's a couple of press releases. Michael Eisner at the time made a few statements about what it was going to be. But other than that, a lot of people were quite curious what this was going to be. Although despite the little and confusing marketing, it was still successful in bringing people in. It was a five-story building with 100,000 square feet and the no window design was purposely designed that way. So it, mm -hmm. it was Inside. mysterious yeah. when you looked at that building of like what was in that building. One of the original concept arts for the building had it connected with a monorail, which I thought was kind of crazy. Oh, wow. Where was that monorail coming from? I know. Who knows? Where was it going? So, <laughs> that's what I was saying. I was like, uh, okay. Disney Springs isn't really close to the monorail system no. at all. No. So, so despite high numbers and good reviews of the Disney Quest in downtown Disney at the time, the Disney Regional Entertainment didn't actually consider it a success because Disney World had a captive audience. They would have expected it to be much more successful than it was. And the real test was really going to be the Disney Quest in Chicago. So all right, the first Disney Quest outside of Disney World opening Chicago on June, on June 16th, 1999. Mm. Chicago was picked because of its region and size as a city. So region being that it wasn't really close to Florida or California. 
California and it was in the north so it was kind of like a region between two that all you know that Disney hadn't really tapped into yet Disney hosted a whole TV special to announce its opening complete with a flying Buzz Lightyear and a fireworks wow. <laughs> like they literally had all the Toy Story characters like flying throughout the streets of Chicago it, like the video was crazy when I was watching wow. it I was just like wow this is wild okay and a whole firework display too mm-hmm. they also put a whole like curtain sort of around the entire building so they oh, like so released at the same time like. so people would see the building all at the same time this one was slightly smaller than the Disney one at 90,000 square feet meaning that it had a few it's like some of the stations for the games had fewer like game stations just because it's a bit smaller and then Disney at the time really wanted this Disney quest to be the magic kingdom of the Midwest while the people were still very excited for a Disney themed uh, you know experience coming to them experts and critics were quite skeptical of Disney quest in Chicago they didn't think Disney would make their return on investment because they thought one the building looked very out of place in downtown Chicago the building looked exactly the same as the one oh. in downtown Disney mm-hmm. so when you see this five-story building in the middle of like skyscrapers, skyscrapers in Chicago yeah, it, looks it did odd. look a bit odd yeah. <laughs> a bit strange so that was the first thing second by the late 90s because again by the time they developed this concept it was the early 90s by the time it was built it was the late 90s so by the time the late 90s happened the rise of at-home video games and consoles meant that people were playing more video games in their own homes, homes rather than, than going, going to, to a arcades building. for instance mm-hmm. yeah so I thought that was interesting too because I mean like I feel like the Game Boy Advance had been around for a while now mm-hmm. at that point but again like at that point then you kind of had all the playstations the xboxes things like right. that were coming home where you could play more video games at home so this also meant that locals would not become regulars here they'd have to really rely on tourists which tourists. was not really a, a strategic way to to collect revenue in Chicago mm-hmm. at the time it was estimated that Disney would need three million guests a year for Disney Quest Chicago to be successful but this would have been virtually impossible I don't really know who this person was but someone in the Chicago Tribune was like impossible the average length of stay for guests was two to two and a half to three hours meaning that the part that Disney Quest Chicago would have to be open 17 hours a day every day of the year and be at max capacity the entire yeah, time for it to be happen. successful and that simply just wasn't going to happen no so Disney had originally again before before he started going downhill so to speak they had projected 30 locations around the U.S. which is crazy to think how large they really thought this project was, was going to be. be on December 9th 1998 the Disney regional experience announced Philadelphia as the next new location the location was selected and supplies were ordered and again this was before Chicago had even opened yet however delays in like ordering supplies had pushed the project back to 2002 a Disney quest at Disneyland Resort in California was also going to be was in like the planning stage but it never got past the planning stage though either Disney also announced another location to be built in downtown Toronto and that was also canceled and the Chicago location permanently closed on September 4th 2001 after two years and three months in operating mm-hmm. this was due to low visitor numbers as well as other broader issues is what mm-hmm. Wikipedia said is at first it wasn't generating enough income for Disney to consider it a success they were also diverting too much money into the Disney Quest project where they could have been diverting that money into other projects oh, that could have been more profitable people were complaining that the lines were long in the Chicago location and $16 for two and a half hours of games was too expensive for people at the time in the 90s even now that's kind it of was expensive. even more than that in Disney World yeah also people were saying that it wasn't really delivering the Disney magic that the theme parks did which mm-hmm. I would probably agree with you're not mm-hmm. gonna get the same feel on an arcade than you're gonna get in Magic Kingdom no, no matter what and they said while the Disney Quest the building fit in fine with downtown Disney that people liked it in Chicago it looked more cold and corporate rather than warm and colorful mm-hmm. so people didn't really love the way it looked in the Chicago area mm-hmm. so after the failure of Disney Quest Chicago the Disney Quest project was officially brought to an end <laughs> the construction that had begun in Philadelphia was scrapped leaving a giant hole in its place for several years and straight up Disney just abandoned this in the middle of construction when you look at the photo it's just a big hole in the ground mm-hmm. locals called it the Disney hole because it was a literal <laughs> hole now the hole has since been filled and has become a parking lot we have walked past this parking lot now that I know what that this parking lot was supposed to be Disney <laughs> Quest I am like that is crazy to me because I live in 
Philadelphia. So if you live in Philadelphia, it's on a market street across from the fashion district between 8th Street and 9th Street mm. on Market Street. So that's where it would have been. So that parking lot was supposed to be Disney Quest. So they still own the, I assume they still own the property. They don't know. So Disney abandoned the project. Oh, they just the abandoned property got the whole over. thing. Yeah. So they just sold it So off someone else and, bought it and, and they, they turned it into a parking lot. Okay. Yep. So now it's just a parking lot and it has been a parking lot to this day for mm. over 20 years. Okay. <laughs> so, so after the closure of the Chicago location, Disney Regional Entertainment turned control over back to like Walt Disney World Parks and Resorts and they're basically just absorbed into the parks and resorts. Mm -hmm. On June 30th, 2015, Disney officials announced that the Walt Disney World location would close in 2016 as part of a redevelopment of downtown Disney into Disney Springs. So again, like that's kind of when downtown Disney became Disney Springs. Any workers who were working Disney Quest at the time, they were just moved to other locations, which hopefully that is what happened, that they weren't just like laid off. (laughs) They just got able to get jobs elsewhere in Disney. Redistributed, yeah. In November 2016, Disney officials announced that Disney Quest would remain open for the remainder of the year and into 2017 with no definitive closing date. But then on January 30th, 2017, the Disney Parks announced that Disney Quest would officially close on July 2nd, 2017, so that work on the NBA experience attraction could begin. The property was then, you know, set to to start to be redeveloped into the NBA experience. And yes, Disney's final day of operation was on July 2nd, 2017, Mm -hmm. and it was demolished a few months later. So in its replacement, the NBA experience officially opened on August 12th, 2019. However, because it kind of opened right before the pandemic kind of it, it basically closed (laughs) like almost immediately, Mm -hmm. which is kind of sad. And it did say that the guest actors for this did get laid off, which is a bit sad. But again, a lot of Disney cast members were laid off during COVID. And then on August 16th, 2021, so just two years ago or three years ago now is 2024, Mm -hmm. Disney announced that the venue would not reopen, but there has been no replacement necessarily. Are that building still empty? I think so. I I guess guess. the brewery opened up next door. Yeah, I don't know exactly what's being put in there as of right now. I think there are plans now, but when I was looking this up online, I didn't see anything. All right, so let's go back to the design and layout of the Disney Quest building. So all the locations were going to be similar in layout and attractions. And the idea behind this was that they could basically rebuild the same thing multiple times Mm -hmm. and then just shove it into new locations. It would be financially easy for them to just keep replicating the same idea. And that's why Disney Quest Chicago looked exactly the same as Disney Quest. Right, because they didn't want to start changing for each city. So, okay, I can see that. Everything was based on that modular design, which Mm -hmm. again, makes sense because they were planning to put this in 30 cities, which is wild. Originally, the idea was that no attraction would go unchanged for more than two or three years. However, Disney only ever updated one game once and they never changed anything else. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> only one game ever. Okay. In the Florida one, there's a Disney version of like Hercules, which we'll talk about the games in a second, was replaced with Pirates of the Caribbean, Battle for Buccaneer Gold. That was the only game that was ever updated and replaced. They never mm-hmm. did anything else. They did add a few small things. Like when Wreck-It Ralph came out, they added a few like arcade games for Wreck-It mm-hmm. Ralph, but that was kind of it. Nothing really crazy changed. I think at that point, they probably knew they were having problems. Yeah. The building itself was five floors on the ground floor was that main lobby that you kind of go into. It was decorated very ornately with gold bust and like a faux, a faux sky. The elevator was called a Cyberlator and would take you to Ventureport. In the ride on Cyberlator, you'd be greeted by Genie from Aladdin and a little video explaining how you're being transported to a new location entirely. Again, the no windows thing kind of contributed to that, like you in a whole different world. There were three main food options in Disney Quest. There was Food Quest, Wonderland Cafe, and the Cheesecake Factory Express, which I did not know oh, that. I thought then, that was crazy. Yeah. Apparently this was exclusive to Disney Quest and there was the only one of its kind. And I think, I don't wonder if to this day is still the only one of its kind, but it then sadly closed in 2008. So I think when we went, I think it was closed. It was closed because I remember that there was no Cheesecake Factory or yeah, anything Yeah, it closed there. in 2008. And I remember the food was not that good. Yeah, I mean, like I would not imagine in that building no. the food was going to be great. What we had was not that good, yeah, I remember. so we probably went to either Food Quest or Wonderland yeah. Cafe. We were kind of just there. So we ate something. Yeah. All right, let's go to the attractions. The attractions were split into like four sections, sort of. There was Explore Zone, Create Zone, Score Zone, 
mode and replay zone. So that's kind of the different zones. I, I kind of separate out of what floor they're on, but then I was looking at a map of Disney Quest and I feel like I, that was wrong that I found on like the wiki, mm -hmm. like the Disney wiki. So I'm just going to go through the rides. I don't really know exactly what floor what they, on they were on or which zone yeah. they were in. At this point, so, they're gone anyway. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right. So first up, we had Pirates of the Caribbean Battle for Buccaneer Gold. This was a man, you'd be manning a pirate ship and you destroy other ships and sea monsters right. and a fortress to collect gold. One of the players would captain the ship by steering and controlling the throttle while the others would have like gunners and control the cannons. This game is the setup for Toy Story Mania down the line since it used very similar technology oh, okay. as Toy Story Mania. I remember that one. Which I thought was mm -hmm. very interesting. That's the only thing I remember. This was like the newest game that they had added at the time mm -hmm. that replaced the Hercules game, which we'll get to. That's like one of the former attractions. Mm -hmm. You're kind of in the little room that with like three walls around you. So you were in your little boat with the three walls and you kind of see like the 3D things kind of around you. That's sort of what it looked like. Next up was the virtual jungle cruise. You would paddle an inflatable raft. Literally, there was an inflatable raft Ooh, you would sit on too. Okay. and you'd hold a real paddle, like a legit paddle. Mm -hmm. And as you would make your way down this prehistoric river, avoiding dinosaurs and you'd be getting sprayed with water, you'd be trying to help Wayne Selinski's time machine to find a way back to the present. I think he like dropped something you're like trying to go after mm -hmm. or something like that. Yeah, but you're sitting on like a legit raft mm -hmm. and it looked look kind of funny. And again, same thing, like the three kind of like walls around you to make up mm -hmm. like the, the 3D experience. There were cyberspace mountain. This is where guests would design a roller coaster on a design kiosk and then they would sit in like a little thing that would kind of like mimic the ride that they were on. You could also do a pre-built coaster as well. And then this was hosted by Bill Nye the science guy who refers to himself as Bill Nye the coaster guy in the game. There was Aladdin's magic carpet ride. Players would wear like a kind of a virtual reality type helmet thing and you sort of sit on a motorcycle type thing but you'd be like sitting on the magic carpet and you go through Agrabah. You'd be collecting gems to find the genie who is hidden away in the cave of wonders. I think you're supposed to like be on like helping the genie get out or something like that okay. i remember this is the only game i truly remember playing I remember, that. I, I remember playing it specifically because remember the controls were not good i remember i was struggling so hard to like get the carpet to move and mm -hmm. stuff like that it was like really difficult to play and i know too i was a child at the time so that yes. could have contributed to the fact that i didn't really yes. have fun playing this game because i didn't think it was like it didn't mm -hmm. like work properly for what i thought it was going to do and also i think the helmet was too big for me because again i was a kid so i think i just found the whole thing uncomfortable but this is the only one i remember because i remember sitting like look going through Agrabah on like the magic carpet. Mm -hmm. Like I remember that visual. There was the Animation Academy. This was kind of regular sessions throughout the day where they kind of teach you how to draw, you know? So they have that now in, you know, all over Disney World. We mm -hmm. kind of, they do like the little drawing lessons. This one was actually on a light pen with a computer screen. So you would print out your design afterwards. There was Sid's Create a Toy. This was <laughs> featuring evil Sid from Toy Story. You can create like a custom toy and then you can actually like, buy that toy later in the day if you wanted. There's Living Eagles. This was an interactive touchscreen program. Guests would be able to play various games on like, you know, with different backgrounds. And you again, you could kind of like print out your little design later if you wanted to as well. And there's also a Rainy Disney song maker and you can create your own song and you can also purchase that later as well. The Mighty Ducks Pinball Slam. This was a big game at the time. This was based on Disney's afternoon, based on the Disney afternoon cartoon and players, you would be like become the pinball. Like you are the pinball in this gigantic projected like pinball kind of game. And you'd be rocking your like duck back and forth to kind of like get around the game in itself. It'd be up to 12 players at a time to control. And you know, the core responding like pinball things and you'd be trying to collect those points as possible. Apparently people really love this game from what I saw online. There's like a big, like a big hit. So there's also Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blaster. This was a players you would board bumper cars, literal bumper cars, and you would have like one person would be driving and the other person would have a little gun and you'd like hit actual little dodge balls, mm -hmm. like foam balls at the other players in their bumper cars. Oh, I remember watching that. Okay. Yeah. Yes. And so, and then the asteroids, the asteroids, I would say, mm -hmm. you know, the foam balls, they'd be sucked up into the cabin where other players could like load up their own like things and hit right. other cars. And if you hit the correct spot, the car may spin around uncontrollably for about 10 seconds. And they say usually there were two cars, yeah, in, in the player. And they say it, it was possible.
possible for one person to pilot and shoot the boss at the same time if they were like coordinated mm-hmm. enough and probably if they were like an adult not a child probably couldn't do it mm-hmm. funny enough i don't really remember this that one too much i remember it enough to the point i remember sitting in a car with luke and us spinning around uncontrollably yes. mm-hmm. that's what i remember the most about yeah, that one. i remember both of you being in the car okay luke the, obviously had it been driving so i must yes. have been shooting the, yes. the ball the foam balls uh-huh. at other people but yeah all right then there's ride the comics four this is when players again were like a virtual reality type helmet and you would enter a comic book world players would battle with super villains using a laser sword this could be up to six players at a time so you'd literally see like the people in front of you again have your little laser sword there was invasion an extraterrestrial alien encounter this was like the president of the united states was helping you like fight aliens or like was asking you to help him fight aliens so four players could ride inside like a rescue vehicle you'd be saving astronauts you'd be saving like you know civilians Mm -hmm. you'd be shooting at enemy aliens and this is actually it, it later inspired another attraction at magic kingdom which is now also since closed which i think is kind of funny <laughs> so all right the removed attractions there were three attractions that were removed from disney quest in florida the very first one was open for literally one year and this was the corkscrew cave of wonder slide this was a 150 feet slide that guests took from the third floor to the first floor oh, wow. it closed permanently after that first year and it never reopened <laughs> which i think is really funny a problem with it yeah clearly the slide was not safe i guess no. or too long or something okay. i don't know the next was the trevor treasure of incas this is where players would drive like a small remote control car like around a maze and you'd be searching for like the treasure mm-hmm. and so along the wall there was like all like the little steering things and like, they kind of had something similar to it by the jungle cruise by the jungle cruise or, that's what i like, think like, with little the boat. boats where yeah. you can kind of steer the little boats mm-hmm. the floor of the room was a clear pl- plastic and you see the trucks driving around and then oh that was another thing too so one person would have would steer the car and another person would be looking at the car but the person steering couldn't see the car so you'd have to rely on like your, your a person giving you directions to tell you where to be oh, steering God. the car okay. so it was like a little harder and <laughs> so this traction was plagued with inter- interference with emerging technologies once cell phones became a thing the radio between the car oh, and the steering wheel breaking it up no longer worked and that's actually why it, they closed it they also closed it because after one incident one of the vehicles caught fire <laughs> so oh my god when the vehicle caught fire and you're in a building with no windows and right. no doors to the outside world and the only mode of transportation is a fake elevator right. <laughs> that's supposed to be transferring to a different location it was not safe so they closed it down they did eventually clear i think this area out and then it became the it'll be seen adjacent to yeah it was removed and then when the floor was to cover new games were added to the area and then the area became completely jungle themed and became like the let's go jungle games which is kind of just like arcade games right i forgot to mention there was a whole like regular arcade with like regular arcade regular games, arcade as well. games. Okay. i forget what that was called yeah but there was like a regular arcade game as well all right and then there was also magic mirrors this was also located part of create zone and people could take photos of themselves and like edit their faces look like cartoons and then this was also closed <laughs> so this is also near the disney's hercules game as well so hercules in the underworld was another closed game sorry there's four removed attractions again that one was replaced with the pirates of the caribbean game mm-hmm. so you'd have a joystick and you basically kind of like fight hades you know with a little joystick basically and you know play play that game so that was kind of all the attractions so but yeah so that was kind of like disney quest sort of like in a like a, a little nutshell sure. i would say it was it is considered a big disney failure which is kind of sad if you think about it but it makes sense why it did fail mm-hmm. i think it was never destined I can to do tell well why it failed, but... yeah okay i mean like you're kind of in Opinion. Yeah, I remember I told my mom the thing that I disliked the most about Disney Quest was that it had no windows. It was creepy when you were mm-hmm. inside. That <laughs> there was no natural yeah, it light. It was like you were closed off from everything. You were inside. There was no sun. There was no. You know, you're in Florida and now you're stuck inside. And I, I remember it being yeah. dark. Yes, <laughs> yes. It had a dark feel to it because you were inside and they have all the games, so they kept the lighting low because you had to have all the the, the, the special effects had to give you that effect. Yeah. Okay. There were some other things I I found too when I was watching one of the, the defunct lens videos that had to do with mm-hmm. the politics with Michael Eisner and some other former Disney mm-hmm. cast members who went over to Universal. I'm not going to include 
it in this video, but I would definitely recommend checking out that video if you're more interested in the ins and outs of the politics of the specific people who mm -hmm. kind of ran this. But apparently that also had to do a little bit well, too with the failure of Disney Quest as right. just like the politics of what was going on. Mm -hmm. They did do a funny thing saying how did they learn nothing from the opening of like Disney Club who learned nothing from the opening of yeah. your Disneyland. Well, <laughs> it's you just want my, like, I can give my opinion. Yeah. My opinion about this is that I think that they tried to open it because because of the surge that they thought was going to be gaining. Yeah, like especially okay. that virtual reality type right. thing at the time. They, like I said, they didn't realize that people were going to start moving it because the technology was going to start moving to the homes that they mm -hmm. didn't have to leave anywhere. Second thing I remember for me was that I had two kids two different ages. So yes. it's kind of tough to go in there. Like and I, me and my brother are three years apart. Right. So. Luke could probably have been left alone through the building, but I'm not one of those parents that likes to say, okay, go ahead. I'll worry about it later. I followed you around from place to place. I said, they had some places for parents to sit. So I'd sit and wait or whatever, but I followed you around mostly from place to place. So parents don't want to do that. They're on vacation. They do not want to spend a day in a dark building following the kids from arcade game to arcade game. The third thing was, is that we had it attached to our passes the first time we did it. Oh, Back that was another thing too. When they were losing money, they were offering Disney Quest passes with your passes uh -huh. as well. Back then, right. Back then yeah. we had annual passes because we had discounts. Mm -hmm. And because we had the annual passes, it was cheaper to get an annual pass for all of us than to, because we would, what we were doing. And at the time we didn't have a lot of money. I mean, we were traveling because my husband traveled and we had points on the airlines and whatever. So we didn't have a lot of money. It was expensive. Mm -hmm. So now you've got kids who are saying, okay, I want to go to Disney Crest. I want to go to Disney Crest. I want to go to Disney Crest. If you don't spend all day there, it's a waste of money mm -hmm. because you spend all that money to go in. And now you, in two hours, you're walking out the door. You're like, what I spend all that money for? Yeah. You're in Disney. There's the parks. Parks were included in our passes and our tickets. Mm -hmm. Why would we want to spend more money to go to Disney Quest and let our kids play arcades when we could just go to the Jersey Shore when we got home and take them to an arcade? So yeah. I, I think that all that converged. Well, I think too, especially over time as well, because I'm mm -hmm. sure when this opened in the nine, like in the late 90s, mm -hmm. it was probably much more exciting than it, it was in mm -hmm. the 2010s. Right. Technology. <laughs> and it was one of those things too, when you look now what the games look like, graphics and games and technology advances mm -hmm. so quickly. quickly. And I think that's the hardest part about mm -hmm. virtual reality. They is couldn't keep up. The graphics in those games were, were going to be outdated so quickly. Mm -hmm. By the time they built everything, even by the time it launched, it was already right. going to be outdated. I think right. that's the struggle with virtual reality yes. arcades like that. And it's something I think Disney couldn't have predicted because people no. didn't know that was going to be Because like so I said, their either. technology did not keep up. So yeah. it wasn't like you were going to something that you couldn't get anyplace else. Yeah, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because now even like, again, in present day in, in 2024, you can buy a virtual reality headset oh, yeah, at, home at home and play at home, right. which is crazy to think about. Mm -hmm. But again, in the in mid-1990s, right. people couldn't, couldn't do that. that. Right. Um, and again, Disney couldn't, couldn't keep up. Uh, Disney couldn't predict it in 10, mm. 15 years how drastically that was going to change. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense when Disney Quest did close. I know some people really love Disney Quest and they did have a lot of fun. It was quite nostalgic to play mm -hmm. these games. And I think the idea of a lot of these games is quite fun, like to be like in the Jungle yes. Cruise raft and to like mm -hmm. fly the carpet in my, and you know, in Aladdin. But that's why I'm surprised it didn't make it better in a city where there wasn't the parks right next door. Yeah. You know, I mean, having the parks right next door, people are saying, I have a ticket to well, get into someone the Someone said like, the long lines in Chicago was a problem. And that's I a remember problem. that too in mm -hmm. Florida as well, that there were certain things I wanted to do, but the line was so, so long, long that I didn't want to do it. I remember my favorite thing in that, in Disney Quest was in the regular arcade, <laughs> like not even like one of the other arcades. You can do this at other arcades. I've mm. seen this machine before. You sit in this little thing and you pick a, like a roller coaster, you pick an adventure and it yes. takes you on the adventure. adventure. And you just watch it happen and kind of moves you around. It's like, mm -hmm. you feel like you're going fast. It has like the fake wind and everything. To me, that was so fun. And that was just in the regular arcade. Mm. And I've seen that in other arcades now in present mm -hmm. day as well. It wasn't like a Disney specific item, right. but that's also because that had no line in it. So right. it was like things that didn't have any lines was more appealing to a child than like waiting in line 
time line to go than for playing minutes, a game right. and then me not really being good at the game because I was a bit too young for it, I think, at the time when right. I went. I don't know how old I was, but um, I, I will say, too, I was also never a video game person growing up. I like mm. my brother. I think that's why my brother loved it because my brother yes. did love video games. He loved playing all the video games, the handheld games, the Xbox, right. PlayStation, everything he loved. He was also a little bigger and a little older, so yeah. he could handle them better. And so he loved them and he had fun playing them, whereas I never really played video games growing up. I used to watch my brother play video games and I would play some video games like mm. on, like I had the Nintendo DS was the big thing I had growing up and I would play games on that. But even then I wasn't playing like these types, like I was playing like Nintendogs, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Right. It's like maybe Guitar Hero and like, right. you know, like Sims, like, you know, things like that. I wasn't playing like these games where you really actually had objectives to mm -hmm. do. I had, you know, just like the fun, easy right. games, um, which I know is very stereotypical, like boring girl in that sense, but yeah. it, that it was the truth though. I was never a big video and game age. person. So, so yeah, so for me to wait in these long lines and then play these, these video games that I just couldn't play, I was like, well, this is not a very fun day for me here in Disney World now, yeah. is it? <laughs> so. No, so that's why we didn't go. I think we went back. I think I let Luke go back in with his friend when we were yeah. there for like half a day and that was about it. Yeah, he went back in two years before it closed, I think mm -hmm. in 2012, I think was the last time we went mm -hmm. to it. And I remember when they announced it was going to close in 2014, he was very sad that mm -hmm. it was he, that he heard it was closing because he he really liked it. Yeah, he would have liked um, to have gone back. But it just, yeah, it just wasn't a successful project was all, mm -hmm. although not that the NBA experience was much more successful. No, either, that unfortunately so. that didn't do very well. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. I, I wonder what they're going to put in that space next and what, yeah. what it could be turning into. I think they did say something was going to be put in here. Let me look it up. Be nice if there was something exciting going in there, something new. Yeah, no, so as of right now, there's nothing saying, nothing official that's going to be replacing mm -hmm. it. Yes, there were rumors that maybe like a Star Wars virtual reality would replace it, but this was before the Galactic Star Cruiser even opened. Opened and failed. So, yeah, so mm -hmm. there's nothing official online that says that something is going to replace it as of right now. Mm -hmm. I do know that the NBA experience has been successful in other cities. That was why Disney brought it to, mm -hmm. to Disney Springs, but just didn't work out for them in their right. area. So it is what it is. And I do agree with my mom. I think it's very hard to put something like large like that, like some big arcade, some High big ticket experience item. right mm -hmm. next to Disney World because tourists who are going going down aren't going to do that. They're going to be spending their time in Disney World. So at that point, you're kind of relying on the locals to come mm -hmm. and do stuff like that on a regular basis right. or have families who are staying like extended periods, periods of, time of time in Disney World. But at that point, the numbers are just going to be way lower. I mm -hmm. think it's just a bit trickier. So not really sure what they're what, what mm -hmm. they'll do with it next, though. But long live Disney Quest. All right. Well, <laughs> you will be in our memories forever. <laughs> I don't miss it. <laughs> Yeah, I will say I don't necessarily miss it either, but again, I just didn't have fun, you know, in the game. I still think that would have been wild if there was one in Philadelphia. Mm. I wonder if they did open that one in Philadelphia in like 2002, if we would have gone since we lived so close to we Philadelphia. We close, we could have. We were, you know, at I that feel like point. maybe if it did open, maybe we would have gone at least once, once. when we were kids or something like that, yeah. but it just, just wasn't meant Who to knows? be. All right, well, transitioning to just a little bit of Disney news now. We are pre-recording this episode, so if any Disney news has come out recently, I apologize. We're not going to talk about it. Mm -hmm. The only thing I was going to bring up is that as a of recording this, Disney Genie Plus sold out for the first time in Hollywood Studios and Animal Kingdom mm. on December 28th. So it was $35 for Hollywood Studios, $29 for Animal Kingdom. And at the time, Magic Kingdom, I think was $39 mm -hmm. and so was the Park Hoppers, $39. And I believe Epcot at the time was like $32 mm. or something like that. Well, my opinion about that too? Yeah. My opinion was is that they won. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they won on me. No, for sure. We have yeah. decided that if we're well, going to go, yeah, I will we say, have to get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. if you want to do the Disney experience, you better just be ready to spend extra money because otherwise you're going to be miserable. Yeah. Like I know by the time you're listening mm -hmm. to this, it's mid-January when this mm -hmm. episode comes out, but the week between Christmas and New Year's was a crazy week in Disney mm -hmm. for sure. I We've was been looking there. at those videos that mm -hmm. people were posting, the lines, like the line for people to go to, through security mm -hmm. at all the parks, all the lines, all the crowds was quite high. Right. So yeah, I agree with my mom. I'm not surprised that they sold out because I think people went a couple days with really crowded days mm -hmm. in the said, parks. I give up. Yep. And they were like, we're getting, we're getting Genie, Genie Plus. Plus. 
Yes. And we're going to skip some of these lines now. Mm-hmm. So yes, I'm not surprised, but it is it is wild, though, if you think about it. Yep, They're definitely they making money on, on mm-hmm. Genie Plus for, for sure. That and paper extraction for, for Lightning like, Yes, and stuff, because if so. you want to if you want to at least have a little bit of experience, then you do it. And then you just wing it the rest of the time. But at least you get one or two or maybe even three rides in that you can actually say, my money's worth is that I at yeah. least got to That's kind of how we saw Genie Plus. We were saying it's like, all right, we're going to pay for it. And like, we're using this for like one or two specific mm-hmm. rides. If we can get those two specific rides on this money, then it's worth it. Worth you it. Know? And then you go do everything else and then just take your chances. But yeah, for sure. they won because I was one of those people that kept saying, I'm not giving them any more money. I mean, this is ridiculous. They're getting more and more expensive. There's less and less they're, they're offering. No, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. I got to tell you, the last trip, they yeah, won. the last trip we did use Genie Plus a lot. But by the end of the week, cap on that yeah. trip, you want to listen to <laughs> by it. By the but. end of the week, we said, okay. I said, okay, they won. Go ahead, yeah. do it. And our next trip when we go in May, we're probably we're doing do it again. We're going to plan Maybe it. Maybe not every single park, right. but definitely for Magic Kingdom, I think right. we're going to. In my case, we luck out because uh, Dad's going to be working a couple of the days, so it's just me and you. So yeah, we're not so paying for yeah, like. It's but I don't know how people with three and four kids go in here and pay all this money. Hundreds more dollars. It's a lot of money. It really is a lot of money. Yeah, definitely wild. So yeah, but I just thought I'd bring that up just because it was monumental for Hollywood Studios yes. and Animal Kingdom to sell mm-hmm. out. And you know what people want to go on? It's that Slinky Dog Dash. <laughs> I know, and we have not been on it yet. I don't. I have well, no want to go it. on it. I've been on it once. Yeah. First of all, by the time I get into Toy Story Land, it's hot. It's it's no shade, no crowded, <laughs> lots of kids, lots of stuff going on. I'm like, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. The only ride I haven't been on in Hollywood Studios, I think, is Alien Swirling Saucers, but I never really go uh, on any ride. We never go on the things that spin you around Yeah, I like never that. go to any rides that spin around like that. Swirling Saucers. Yeah, the yeah. only thing I'll sometimes go on is like Dumbo or like magic, yeah, you know, the magic carpets fun. that go in a circle. I yeah. think that those are kind of fun. Or like the mm. carousel. I do love okay. carousels. I do think carousels are very fun. Yeah, but we don't do alien swirling saucers. Mm. We've never been on the ride. I've never even seen, We've never even really walked past it because we never go back to the back of Toy Story. Oh, yeah, Man. never. It connects to Galaxy's Edge only once or twice. I think I've walked past it. You've walked it. through it. And I don't yeah, even think but, I noticed them. Yeah. Even then, though, yeah, we, we just aren't mm-hmm. alien swirling saucer people. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right, now we transition into some Disney birthdays. So, a happy birthday on January 12th to Mater. Mater Aww. from Cars. So yes, a happy birthday, Mater, January 12th, our Capricorn King. And there is, that's the only Disney birthday. <laughs> so, and that transitions to our last segment of the podcast, which is our Disney memory. So do you have a Disney memory for today's podcast? Disney memory for Disney Quest. The only thing I remember is sitting on a bench waiting. <laughs> when it's all of Amanda was talking, I said, I remembered one or two of the, 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 the rides. The rest of it was, I sat there all day and watched them to make sure that they did not go out the building. Was dad <laughs> at work that day or something? That's why he didn't I don't know where he was. That day. I remember it he was may have just- gone golfing. Oh, maybe that maybe was, was out golfing. Because when we do go down there, Joe right. brings his clubs because like we have friends down there and we've always had other people around when we're down there a lot of times. So they will meet up and go golfing. So he may have been out golfing that day and we decided, okay, if you're going to golf, then I'll take the kids to Disney Quest. Yeah, because I was going to say, I remember my dad wasn't there that no, day. No, he wasn't. But I was also like, it wasn't why worth it to pay for him. Yeah, well, he had it connected to his ticket too, probably. But yeah, he w- it was not worth it for both of us to sit around. Yeah, and again, I only ever went that one time because mm-hmm. then I didn't really care for it. And again, Luke no. really liked it. So he really wanted to go back. So he did yeah, go back. Back with his future. friend, we had the tickets. Yeah, and so he, he went, went back in. by himself with his friend. friend. We didn't go in with him. So they were high like, school yeah, age, so they could I, do I didn't that. Really yeah. cared to go in again. Right. But yeah, long live R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Disney Quest. Oh um, well, always in our memories. <laughs> so, okay. So all right, let's. Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Let us know what you want us to cover next for Disney history. So whether it be something we talked about in that first podcast episode or something else. I realize for Disney history, we've done two Disney Springs theme things. We mm-hmm. did Pleasure Island, and now we're doing Disney Quest. I'll do something else in the parks next time for our Disney history. Be able to let us know like what do you want to cover from Disney's history that you're curious about learning more about again I learned so much when I was doing the research for this mm-hmm. because I knew nothing about 
Disney Quest, right. apparently. I thought I knew more than I did, but I knew nothing about Disney Quest. Right. So it was definitely interesting for me to do this podcast mm-hmm. episode. Make sure you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Did you go to Disney Quest? Did you have fun when you went to Disney Quest? Do you miss it? We will also have a dedicated Instagram post on our social media, Spaceship Earth Design. So let us know too in the comments on the Instagram post. Again, what did you think of Disney Quest when yes. you got to go to Disney Quest? And do you miss it? And what do you want the NBA experience to, to turn, turn into, into next? Yeah, what do you that think would it be could interesting be? to know what people would think should go in there. Yeah, because we already have Splitsville, which is the bowling alley. which that is quite, does well. Yeah, which is quite successful. They already I tried have, to get reservations there. Couldn't do yes, it. <laughs> they already have a movie theater as well, mm-hmm. which is another popular indoor activity. Right. So I think, I, I wonder what else they could do. I feel like it couldn't take up the whole building, but they could do like an indoor mini golf type of thing maybe. I'm not oh, really sure. Oh yeah, we did that in Canada. We've been down that a couple of places. The yeah, one we, we did have. in Canada was the best. Yeah, because there's lots of mini golf mm-hmm. around the park, like around the resorts and like near the parks. Yeah, um, but it's but all not outdoors. an indoor one. Yeah, it's you all outdoors. An indoor yeah. black light mini golf. I figure, I feel like they could maybe do like, you're right. Yeah, like maybe two two or three courses of indoor mini uh-huh. golf. Or maybe you could pick like the, you're going to do maybe the classic Disney one, maybe uh-huh. the black, white, light one, maybe like right. a spooky, maybe a villains themed one. Yeah, that um, would be cool. So each floor could maybe be like a different, you know, different themed one. or something. And then you can go pick the theme. Good and idea, that would, Amanda. That would also have replayability too. Because then if you do one, you'll go back next time to do a different do a floor different with a different one. theme. Yeah. So and they could do a few people, different themes. People who go to play miniature golf usually like miniature golf. Yeah, so. most people do. And I like the indoor black light miniature golf. Yeah, I like them fun. better than the outdoor ones. And I think that's a good indoor activity mm-hmm. as well. So if it's raining, you can go bowling, bowling. you can play mini golf, mini you can go golf. to the movies, you have more things to do. And mini golf is something that, that any age can do and yes. do okay at it. Yeah, and still yeah. have fun. Like We, pl- we I mean, always like, have fun. I mean, we. Yeah, I'm in my late 20s, my partner's in his 30s, my parents are, you know. The 60s. And we're, yeah, we, we, all, we still yeah. play mini golf. It's still fun yeah. to do. So Yeah, no, that was very fun when we did it in Canada. Yeah, so that was kind of what I was mm-hmm. thinking that they maybe could turn it into. I don't yes. know how much that would cost and what the return on investment would be because mini golf is usually kind of cheap to play. So I think we should contact Disney. We'll see. We have an idea. If they turn it into mini golf, you heard it here first. On the mother <laughs> That's right. Did we be partners? <laughs> so I like my little, my, my $2 yes. royalty check. Yes. <laughs> so. Good idea. Okay. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. And yeah, we'll, we'll see you all real soon. Okay. Bye-bye.